Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. This is the day. This is the day for the Bud Light Little Blue Book. And we are getting record participation. Oh, my goodness. Even Mary Ann is participating. Oh, okay. What, really? Did what she Mary pick Ann Arkansas have? to lose? Yeah, she did. <laughs> She's the only one so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, she says, end it all now and out. And out the money towards basketball. I guess that means the F. I mean the NIL money. I don't know. Um, but Trey, uh, this is the Bud Light Little Blue Book Day. One thousand thirty-seven dollars, and um, you can enter by way of the Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback. You can also enter by way of the uh, Southern Structural uh, Source uh, Southern. Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line. It's a mouthful. And uh, that's 501-661-1037. Randy R1037 thebuzzcom All of those by 1159 tonight. And Trey, I've been asked. Uh, well, let me finish my spill here. Uh, tiebreaker is the Arkansas defense. How many sacks against FIU? So, Trey, if you're ready, I'm ready. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go Arkansas 38-13, okay. and I'll give Arkansas's defense four sacks. Four sacks, it is. All right, I've been asked, and I'll have to find it here real quick because it's in the uh, – okay, here it is. Uh, Tony from our uh, Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback, Trey. Would you please ask Trey why he doesn't do a walk and talk for basketball? Everybody loves his walk and talks. <laughs> well, I'm not the main basketball uh, guy, you know. I'm just kind of the face of football for Hog Sports, I guess. But Curtis Wilkerson does our main basketball uh, guy. He does a great job covering basketball. He does uh, stand-ups after game, which, uh, you know, his live reactions, which is, um, I guess, kind of comparable to the walk and talk for basketball. So I would say to uh, check out what Curtis Wilkerson has going on at Hog Sports for uh, – for all our basketball uh, content. I mean, I love basketball, and I love – I mean, I played basketball all day. You know, I, I, I love the sport and love watching Razorback basketball. But, um, you know, Curtis was – you know, he's a former NIA, NAIA player and coach, and he has a lot more insight uh, into the ins and outs of the game than I do. So uh, I would recommend Curtis Wilkerson to anybody. Looking, If you're missing your walk and talk, watch Curtis's live reaction. Oh, it's called live reaction. He doesn't get out and yep. walk and talk. He doesn't get on the court. And no, he didn't want to. He didn't want to copy my thing. You know, I mean, he could. He'd, I'd be fine with it. I don't think I'm the first person to walk around with a camera in front of my face. But um, <laughs> Curtis, do it. <laughs> Just watch out for the post. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it, it, he does a good job with it. All right, Trey. This is a lengthy question, so I'll try to be as. There's no way to be brief. I'll just have to read it to you. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. 
Please ask Trey. Appreciate what you do for the fans and the Hogs Sports Media. And I like, uh, and I like your. You said more than once early this year. This is the most talented team Pittman has had at Arkansas. Did everyone just misevaluate the players on this roster? Were you mistaken? <laughs> Do you still believe yeah. that statement? I never judge you as dishonest on your takes. So I think you meant it when you said it. Please share yeah. some insight on why you originally thought that and how or if you have evolved from that. That is from Dr. Wallace in Maumelle. Yeah, that's fair. I would say that uh, this football season I've probably been uh, more off than ever that I could ever remember as far as, um, you know, not just Arkansas, but in college football, just not not having a good grasp of what's going on. And, I, you know, I mentioned that the other day. I think there's just so many variables, so many things that have changed uh, with NIL and things like that, that it's been hard to, to put your finger on it. However, I still believe this was the most talented roster that Pittman has had at Arkansas. I still believe that. And we can look, we can start with the defense. I mean, look how much better the defense is. They brought in 10 players from the transfer portal who have all made a significant impact in the two deep on defense. Uh, until last week, you know, I wouldn't say that anybody's just rolled up on them. You know, LSU for a half. LSU probably has a better excuse for having done that than Auburn did. Uh, but to me, they've played pretty solid on defense most of the year. And a lot of it is because of that influx of talent that they had from the transfer portal. Um, offensively, I mean, I guess I made the mistake of thinking that Sam Pittman in year four would have the offensive line in order. Never would have imagined that the offensive line under Pittman would be this big of a problem. Uh, I think they have some good wide receivers. They might, I might have been wrong in saying, you know, that they were, um, you know, as good or, or maybe better than, than last year's wide receivers. I don't know that that's true. I, I think I'd probably be wrong on that. But you have K.J. Jefferson back who's been with them for, you know, the whole time at quarterback, except for, you know, when they had Felipe Franks. And you would assume that K.J. would continue to get better like he has throughout his career. Uh, he didn't. Rocket Sanders has been banged up. They had the entire running back room back from last year. Added Luke Has at tight end. I felt like, you know, they may had, they had a chance to upgrade what they had at, at tight end versus having uh, Trey Knox before. Uh, so, no, I mean, I think when you break it down and look at it position by position, yeah, I, I still think it's – the, probably the most talented overall roster that they've had. And I also know that people at the university felt that. People that, you know, work inside the athletic department think, you know, they wouldn't hesitate to tell you that that is the most talented roster that they've had. Now, what's different? Why is it so tricky? Because everybody's more talented. Every Like, if you take a team like Arkansas has, this roster, and you threw it up against some teams, you know, back in the 2000s, you know, this team would be better than what those teams are. They just would be because everybody's able to go out and get elite talent immediately, Not maybe not even elite, but, you know, veteran talent through the transfer portal. Arkansas brought in, what, 18 players from the transfer portal in this last Lunch. cycle? Yeah. That's a lot. There's a yeah. lot of turnover. And, yeah. you know, you talk about this defensive line, for example. You guys remember a defensive line that's been as good as this one? I mean, you probably go back to Darius Phylon, you know, um, Trey Flowers when those yeah. guys were on it. But it wasn't as deep as this was. 
with nine seniors, with five deep at defensive tackle, six deep at defensive end. I mean, they've been able to withstand a lot of injuries, in my opinion, on, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they were, you know, kind of bit at linebacker. Pooh Paul was out for a little bit, and Antonio Greer was out for a little bit, and they were trying to figure things out. Um, yeah, to me, to me, especially on defense, I think this is the most talented um, group that Pittman has had at Arkansas. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm. I still don't think I'm wrong in that one, but uh, I was wrong in plenty of others. So we can we can talk about all those things <laughs> because I said before, you know, I would freely admit it, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I missed the mark on some things this season. I mean, there was a lot of. I mean, again, you know, we look back at the games that they lost. There's a lot of close losses. To me, it, it hasn't got disappointed. It hasn't got really like ultra disappointing until these last few games with how they performed against Mississippi State. Obviously, they bounced back against Florida and then how they performed against Auburn. You know, the other games, uh, BYU was disappointing, you know, at the beginning of the season. They're not that good overall. I mean, they're all right. They're not that good. They shouldn't have come in here in Arkansas and beaten them. Um, but going on the road, losing, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to rehash all the losses they had, but a lot of close losses, obviously. Uh, but, um, yeah, I still still think it's, uh, it's a definitely a heck of a lot more talented roster, in my opinion, than – um, you know, three and seven. I think it would be easy, Trey, to point out, and you wonder what could have been different this season if the offensive line had been up to par. Yeah. And not been, uh, I mean, the number of sacks they're giving up, the number of pressures. Now, let's, let's flip that on the other hand. Uh, they at times have protected KJ well enough. He had time to get rid of the ball, but chose not yeah. to. And sometimes that did result in a sack. But as a whole, yeah. this offensive line has not lived up to where it needs to be to be competitive game in, game out in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I think the offensive line has been a major problem. No question about that. But at the same time, you're right, K.J. has also had his struggles. And I think K.J.'s struggles is maybe just not that good a fit for this offense that they mm-hmm. brought in. And that was you know, probably the worst thing that could have happened. Uh, was Kendall Bryles, something we talked about a lot, you know, because a lot of people were complaining about Bryles last year. And, you know, you look and it's 471 yards per game on offense. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, he'd get a little cute sometimes down at the goal line, but you take Kendall Bryles back right sure. now uh, to start over with this team on offense. Uh, the problem last year, the major problem, uh, the reason they went 6-6 six and six regular season uh, is – of what they had going on on defense. I mean, defense was atrocious last year. They were the worst pass defense in the country, worst overall defense in the SEC. Um, I mean, that's – if we're going to point to – you can point to a lot of things. I always like to say there's plenty of room under this bus for everybody to get under. But uh, if we're pointing to – picking out one thing, uh, last year uh, the defense was pretty rough. But, Trey, I don't know even with – It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know with Kendall Bryles, it would have made a great difference, though, in the offensive line. Yeah. No, I think they still would have had the, that struggle Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I don't think K.J. would have struggled with some of the things that he's That's struggling true. with. That's true. You know, especially That's... early in the year. I think now what he's struggling with is both the product of, you know, just everything he's been through, but also uh, not being able to trust that he's going to be protected with the offensive line. I mean, he, he, I think it's clear he does not trust <laughs> what's going on, you know, uh, to his, uh, to his blind side. Uh, and, and why would he? 
All right, Trey, this one is from our Asher Record Service Company, Life and Feedback. Glenn says, our recruiting class is falling apart. Our best yeah. recruit, Collins, is now about to flip to Ole Miss. The fat lady is warming up the vocal cords. This one is over. Yeah, I don't know if I would hold out a lot of hope for this recruiting class, the way things are going right now. I mean, they've already lost Crutchfield. And there's a lot, all the talk is him to Missouri, and now Collins. There's just a wave of crystal balls of him going to Ole Miss. Uh, Ashton Bethel Roman, I believe, is also visiting Missouri this weekend. So, yeah, I mean that's what happens when you go three and seven. You yeah. know, they've they've held on to it for a while, but uh, yeah, people are going to start coming after your recruits, and why wouldn't they? Mm. I would. Wow. Woo. It's not a good look to lose. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Brian Huff in Jonesboro, uh, Walker White in Little Rock, uh, Charleston Collins now, Courtney Crutchfield. Those are your top four prospects inside the state. Mm. All looking like they're going to end up elsewhere. I don't know that that was going to be the case, you know, had things gone differently. But, uh, I mean, Walker was going to Auburn. But um, that's the kind of stuff that happens. You go three and seven. Uh, Keith Grayson puts it, my buddy Keith Grayson puts it well. He calls it the cycle of suck. Once you start sucking, then <laughs> more things start sucking. Wow. Walt, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Actually, I have two, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, and they're somewhat unrelated. The first one, uh, Trey, other than some very questionable Miami Vice throwback uniforms, what can you tell me about Florida International? And the second one is the second one is when we went into the uh, LSU game, they threw up a graphic that Arkansas like led the nation in contested catches, and then it just doesn't seem like the receivers are getting those balls where they can catch those contested yeah. catches. They're far behind them, or they're and it was honestly to be one hundred percent honest, I always was questionable about KJ to start with because that very first pass he threw for Arkansas was well behind Trey Burks. He had to stop and come back for it um, to make that long catch and that, uh, that very first game he played. As a true freshman? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember what you're talking about. I mean, I still, you know, you still give a playmaker a chance to make a play. Uh, but, yes, I, I remember. I'm not sure I'm going to judge him too much on that freshman year. I mean, he was a pretty – KJ's been a pretty good quarterback at Arkansas. This year has sure. not been the case. Last year, he had the second-highest efficiency rating in program history, and right. it beat out the, the efficiency rating the year before, you know. And put, and that doesn't even count the, the yards he got on the ground. Last year, I mean, if KJ isn't banged up as, as, as bad as he was, they probably would have had a much better season, probably would have beat Liberty, um, you know, might have taken LSU at home last year. So, yeah, I, 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 I get, you know, the – the you know the talk on kj and you know not being as good so i just i just think so much has been a product of you know this offense not being a good fit for him number one and then number two um the offensive line has just been so bad uh florida international they lost their tight end last year who was good for him to auburn he uh he played well against arkansas last week uh, their offensive line is kind of light overall now, what jumps out to me is Arkansas is 29.5-point favorites. So uh, Middle Tennessee beat them 40-6 to six last week. The week before that, Jacksonville State beat them 
And so I'm wondering, like, should Arkansas be able to beat them worse than that? They should. But what did I pick? 38-13? Yeah. 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 So I guess I don't think so. They should have beaten Mississippi State and a couple of other teams this year. Uh, Sure. Absolutely. You know, it just seems like KJ has kind of regressed, and I don't know if that's just from the beating he's taken from the the sacks. I mean, Brandon Allen took a ton of sacks, you know, uh, whatever that year was, and he still stood in there and threw the passes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know it sucks yeah. to be back there and taking that, but you know that's that's part of the gig, is, you know. Absolutely, so I mean, out. yeah, no, Thank I mean you, it's Walt. it's part of it. You know, I always say like, you know, we always talk about how tough Tyler Wilson was, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler Wilson, tough guy. Uh, the only reason we know that is because he took so many sacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah. he was brutalized back there. So right now, Arkansas is last in the SEC with 4.1 sacks allowed per game. Mm. I mean, we can all do the math on that one. We don't need you, Rick. Mm. That's 41 <laughs> sacks. Yeah, that's that's 41 sacks that they've given up this year. Um, you throw it back to 2015, and Arkansas gave up. You want to guess? Hmm. Half 15. Half. 14. Yeah. 14 wow. sacks. So, yeah. not a, not exactly an accurate statement by the caller. Uh, there's quite a difference between 41 sacks and 14, plus Arkansas. You know, that was 13 games they were giving up. How many hurries? Trey, how many? It's not just sacks. How many hurries that he's had to, For KJ. Just to oh, get yeah. rid of it? Yeah. People in his face and everything. I mean, if the sack number's up, you can guarantee the hurries numbers is up, is up as yeah. well. Sure. So, or uh, how about yeah. the hits? Just the hits. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, like, we, uh, we got to, in the interest of being factual here, that offensive line in 2015 was Sebastian Tritola, who went to the NFL, Denver Kirkland, who went to the NFL, Dan Skipper, who went to the NFL, Frank Ragnow, who went to the NFL, and Mitch Smothers, who was a dang good center for him that you'd take right now in a mm-hmm. heartbeat, and who didn't make the NFL but was still a really good player and started multiple years for Arkansas. So there's quite a difference between giving up 14 sacks for, you know, Brandon was a pretty mobile quarterback. You know, he wasn't as mobile as KJ. KJ's pretty mobile. And they have given up 41 sacks in 10 games versus 14 sacks in 13 games. So let's just be clear on that. You know, there's there's quite a difference. Um, if you look at Tyler Wilson, when he was at Arkansas, we talked about how much he got smacked around. Arkansas gave up 28 sacks that year in 20 and 2011 we remember that alabama game when he was just taking it on the chin over and over again 28 sacks over 13 games over 13 games even the awful the awful 2012 year after that following bobby petrino arkansas gave up 18 sacks 18 sacks that year over 12 games again this year arkansas has given up 41 sacks that's quite a that's Mm. quite a substantial difference than what we're talking about with Brandon Allen or Tyler Wilson or, you know, or even, anybody. You know, Trey, I remember Clint Sterner uh, in 1997 was just getting pounded. Yep. Uh, Danny Ford's last year, and I think it was like 31, yeah. and we're thinking, wow, Yeah, it was in the 30s, sacks. I remember. Yeah, that's not 41. I believe that that year Houston Nutt abandoned seven-step drops that year and the next year well, when Houston came in there Houston, yeah Houston came in yeah in 98 when Houston yeah. came in um, they abandoned the seven-step yeah, drop exactly. and they I believe if they didn't lead the SEC in fewest sacks allowed they were close they might have yeah yeah you're right 
41. That's that's a lot. 41 sacks. That's K.J. Jefferson getting pounded in the back <laughs> over and over and over again. Well, Criswell. It's a lot. He took one sack. Yeah, Criswell took one. Sorry, only 40 <laughs> for K.J. Only 40 for K.J. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trey, I, I'm getting some feedback. Is Braylon Russell, is there some question about Braylon? Not that I've seen. Okay. I mean, you know, Braylon committed to Arkansas very early in his high school career, like probably a little too early, and uh, then opened up his commitment and explored his options and stuff. Um, now, Charleston Collins still committed to Arkansas. You know, he's te- technically still committed, but there is a lot of crystal balls uh, out there for him elsewhere. But Braylon, Braylon would be the top commit in the state right now who's on board with Arkansas. But, you know, I mean, I talked about the guys who – you know, are in flux right now with Courtney Crushfield. He's uncommitted but was committed to Arkansas. Charleston Collins being crystal balled elsewhere. Brian Huff's off to Missouri, which I, I don't know that they really put the pressure on Huff at the time um, to commit. And then um, Walker White and, of course, Braylon Russell. Those are all four-star recruits inside the state. So it's a good year for talent. Hate to miss out on all of it. Have not even attempted to recruit Drake Lindsay. Yeah, Drake's putting up ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous numbers. Off to Minnesota. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of hogsports.com.